Thessalonians. But of the times and the seasons, brethren, you have no need that are unto you. He said, For yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord shall come it as a thief in the night. Verse 3 said, They shall not escape the sudden destruction that's coming on the world. He said, verse 9, But you, brethren, God hath not appointed us to wrath, but to obtain salvation by our Lord Jesus Christ, who died for us. Verse 11 says, Comfort yourselves. John 14 says, Let not your heart be troubled. Praise God. Amen. Matthew 24 said, Fear not. I'm going to pray right now with you. Come on. Lord Jesus. God, we need your help right now. We need your guidance right now in this service, God. Speak to us, Lord. Direct our thoughts and our minds. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus tonight. In the power of this name, God. Bless this church. You may be seated. I won't talk to you about a GIC program, Guaranteed Investment Program. I say Guaranteed Investment Program. The banks like to talk about Guaranteed Investment. And when you reach my age, you can't afford to gamble. Amen. If you lose a penny, it means a lot. A penny to me is like losing a million dollars. Now, when you're 20 and 25 years old, doesn't matter. you got 40 more years to make up. But when you're gone past, amen, that magic number, you don't have time to make up. So every crumbs means something to you. So all you young folks, maybe this don't belong to you, but belong to me, old, old person back here. i got to hang on to every little knot I got. Hallelujah. My mother-in-law told the bank, it's better I keep my money under my mattress by keeping it in the bank. Because when I get in my investment, it's not worth it. Hello. Better she keep it warm on her mattress. Hallelujah. Well, I think she's a very smart lady to do that. Old problem is the first place to cook those in your house is to your mattress. Because that's your vault system. He knows that. But I want to talk to your church about God's guaranteed investment plan. First and foremost, if you are looking around the time that we're living in, these are perilous times. These are problem times. These are times when the report and the rumors we're hearing are not comforting thoughts. But here we are in the middle of it all. And people that know their God are supposed to be strong and work exploit in the midst of all that's happening. Now, here's what's happened tonight. We... As the people of God, amen, are in the problem with them. But we are not going to suffer like them. I don't think you got the message. We are in the, the age and the time with them. But we're not going to suffer like them. Because God is doing something, thank you. God is doing something supernatural to his people. The Bible said, we are of, not of them that are appointed unto wrath. Now, 
Joseph, someone mentioned Joseph a while ago, they're preaching, these young men. Joseph was the guy that was sold into bondage. He was in Egypt for a while, long before his brethren came. And there's a place called Goshen. Goshen is a place right in the middle of Egypt. And the Egyptians don't like that place too much because shepherding go there. And every shepherd to an Egyptian is an abomination. And so Joseph know the culture and the mind of the Egyptian being there long enough from an 18-year-old boy to the age he's at. He knows what goes on there. And Joseph heard that his father was having problem where he lived. There was a famine in the land. Seven long years of famine. Now God didn't mind his people being exposed to famine, but did not want his people suffer like that. I said, we can be in it with them, but not suffer like them. Hello. I don't know how many went in the lion's den, but I know one thing. We got chewed up like them. I don't know how many went in the fiery furnace, but we weren't burnt up like them. Amen. And I want to tell you, church, it's a promise God gave you. The pestilence that coming at noonday shall not come nigh thee. That's a promise from God. And that's a guaranteed plan of God. If God said the pestilence that come at noonday shall not come nigh thee, you've got a guaranteed plan. I said you've got a guaranteed plan. If God told the people of Israel that the, the plagues of Egypt shall not be your fate, then you've got a guaranteed plan. God gave you a guarantee that you won't suffer the plagues of Egypt. You see, it pays to live for God. God give you a guaranteed investment certificate that you are immune to what's happening. Amen. Praise God. You know, Lot was in Sodom, but did not end like Sodom. Hello? Amen. And, you know, the Bible says Rahab was in, in, in Jericho, but did not suffer their faith. And I'm trying to tell you right now, God has a church in this present earth. In spite of all the news you've heard, and all the rumors you've heard, take a trip around the world and back, and you'll find it is well with all the people of God. God said he did not appoint us unto wrath. Now, one of the young men mentioned a while ago about the, the secret of God's blessing. Now, you can work all your life. Go to college, university, save all the money in the world. It's a good plan for natural man, but for the spiritual man, it doesn't work. <laughs> it's good for the natural man, but the spiritual man, it doesn't work. That's not where our hope is. My hope is not down here. My hope is not seen by eyes. It's not ears by ears. Amen. God said what God has for his people is not seen, nor heard, nor entered in the heart of men. That's why church is not very attractive. The badger skin is a problem. All they see is badger skin. But my friend, get below that badger skin and you're going to find truth within the golden cities on the inside. And so the Bible says, Joseph 
sent his brethren to Pharaoh. My, my brethren are here. My father is here. Joseph was smart. He told Israel, you do not want to live where the Egyptian lives. They are in famine. They are in trouble, infested with problems. I'm going to tell you where you can have guaranteed blessing and prosperity. Amen. And continuance in spite of the famine. Amen. You might be in the famine with them, but not going to suffer like them. That's what Daniel said about the wise men. He said, Lord, I'm condemned with them, but I'm going to die with them. And God gave him the interpretation. you got to understand, church, before I go to further tonight, you are not going to suffer like them. It's not going to be like them. It's not going to be like them. You're going to be with them, but not like them. God make a difference. And so he said, now, Dad, I know what Pharaoh don't want you to say to him, but you want to say to him, something that you are a shepherd. And that you only hang around cows and cattle and goats and sheep and all that stuff. And when you tell Pharaoh that, you're going to say, Ooh, I don't like that. I want science and technology and artifacts and all that good stuff. Just make sure he hears that. And so he told him. and said, now, I want you to make sure you get the land of Goshen. Because the famine is not going to reach there. God has his eyes on that plot of land. Hallelujah. And God put a circle around it. They may have famine with them, but not suffer like them. God put a difference. It's like God come with an inkhorn and put a mark on your forehead. And said, this one's going to live. That one's going to live. This one is not going to perish. This one is not going to die. We're not going to perish with them. God put a distinct mark on his people. I'm crying to you, church. He has not changed one bit. As he was yesteryears. He's so today and forever the same. The more I travel is the more I see the glory of God. That God is still the same as he was yesterday. Before Pharaoh, Pharaoh says, Okay, how old are you? Where are you from? And he just repeated what Joseph told him. You see, my friend, the world don't know why we go to church. We look like a bunch of nutcases. <laughs> and they're saying, Why do you even bother go down to that church? But, church, somebody lift up the badge of skin. Somebody lift up that badger skin. And I see below the badger skin. And I like what I see. They're seeing on the outside. To them it's just a box. But to us it's the tabernacle of God. On the inside it's the glory of God. I see what men don't see. I hear a sound they don't hear. It entered my heart what there's not having a revelation of. I'm trying to tell the church uh, I have a guaranteed investment. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. So they go to Goshen. And I know what they felt like. Well, how about the cow people? They're down there, cow people. Amen. You know, I took my wife for lunch today. And 
we saw a lady, and of course you got to say something for Jesus. He said, boy, you got to look so smart. I said, yes. He said, you come from church. I said, yeah. You got it right. I said, we're the best in town. He said, what church is that? I says, the one in the waterway. She says, you mean the time of the praise? My wife says, you know it? He said, they tell me that you guys can sing. My wife says, you heard well. <laughs> you heard well. Hallelujah. I said, come on, you ain't seen nothing yet. I said, you ain't seen nothing yet. Somebody told me about the joy I can have. It can happen in this church for them. I said, now you set yourself up for the next move. Listen, come and see. For yourself. Didn't say no. With a big old smile on her face. I'm telling you, church, they're talking about Goshen. They're talking about Goshen. Amen. There will be no famine in Goshen. There will be no bankruptcy in Goshen. There will be no suffering in Goshen. Because God have his eyes. You know, church, how many of you know that God's eyes run to and fro right where you are on your job? To show himself strong on your behalf when you need him. Don't you ever mistake silence for absence. I don't think you hurt me. Don't you ever mistake him. Silence for absence. He's right there. Lo, I am. I don't think so. You say you really believe that. Even when you break the speed limit down with you. I wish you wouldn't, but I'm still there. I wish you would drive the speed limit, but I'm still there. Lord, I am with you. Sometimes. Later. Always. Can you believe it right now? On your way to church, he was in your car, right beside your seat, right beside you. When you walk in your house, he was right in the house. When you go to bed, he's out there. When you wake up in the morning, he put a song in your heart. Why? You've got a guaranteed investment. I will be there. I will be there. I'm always there. Amen. And so they set him off. You know, go set is off the beaten path. You don't just happen to end up in Goshen. You have to deliberately want to go to Goshen. Well, nobody wants to go there. But it's a mistake. Joseph set up Egypt for failure. Amen. And the Bible said Pharaoh realized that everything Joseph does, God blesses it. My message to you tonight it's more profitable for me to live a godly life and be blessed and be prosperous and guaranteed every promise in the Bible than for me to live an ungodly life. Now God has a program that always works. As long as they stay in Goshen, the plague shall not come nigh them. Search your Bible. Nobody in Eden and in Goshen lost their house. Nobody in Goshen was starving for bread. Nobody in Goshen lacked water because God was the great supplier. And Joseph said, You make a wise choice 
building your house on the saying of Joseph which is right in Goshen and the Bible said when the famine came and people were begging for water and bread etc and selling out cheap their homes and their souls in Goshen everybody had their needs supplied we may be in the storm with them but not suffering like them that's what Paul said I'm in the storm with you but I don't share your fear. Because why you want to kill yourself last night? I wasn't kidding myself when I told you that an angel stood beside me. And I said, Paul, be of good cheer. They, they, now they, they're not cheerful. They're tearful. I said, they're tearful for their lives. But Paul is cheerful. And said, be of good cheer. Because while you're worrying and troubled, like an angel stood beside us and said, Paul, you're going to be all right. I'm trying to tell you, friend, I have a guaranteed investment program. It pays to be godly. And so Paul said, look, I may be in the storm with you, but I'm not going to suffer like you do. Praise you, the Lord. Now, in Goshen, Everything is looked after by the Lord. The trees, the ground, the blessing, the animals, the fruit. There is no famine in that place. What's happening? God always protects His dominion. He said, but we brethren are not appointed unto wrath, but to have salvation. And for seven years... The famine destroyed Egypt, but never touched the people in Goshen. Now here's one. There's a, a formula in this church. All you that want to prosper, be blessed. I want to talk to you tonight. Now we got some preachers that don't like when I preach like this. But I don't care what they like, because I just preach anyhow. But I believe there is a reward for walking with God. Enoch pleased God and God took him. Praise God. Noah found grace and God saved him. Hallelujah. Praise God. And the Bible lets us know Abraham believed God and became a friend of God. Why do people spend that for which does not profit any? I don't understand why people do this. Why do they waste their energy, their time, doing that which does not guarantee anything? Every year you spend in sin or lost investment. There is no capital return on your effort, amen, except tearful perspiration, but no divine inspiration. And so the Bible snow in Joshua chapter 1. When you go there, and verse 5 to 8, God gave Joshua a plan. Now Joshua thought when Moses died, the blessing stopped. Let me tell you, friend, God's blessing is transferable. It's transferable to you, your children, 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 children. Very few packages in the world are transferable. Some job when you lose it, the benefit stops. But now with God, God said, Moses, blessing is transferable. As I was with Moses. Hey, my friend, 
If you find someone in Pentecost, we're blessed. Remember this word. As he was with them, he can be with me. As God gave to them, he can do to me. And I said, look, Joshua, number one, I'm going to give you the remedy and the program for your success. Now, I'm trying to say to you here, you can work in the flesh and sweat all you want to and study all night algebra and geometry and all that stuff, and you may get some measure of success. I don't mind telling you, I see people in the morning come to church, I see people jogging and running, and I'll tell you right now, I laugh at them. I don't just say, well, Pastor, you should do the same, not on your life. I ain't going to waste my time jogging and hurt my knees. Huh? The guys who invented the program drop dead doing the same thing. Hello? Hello? I ain't going to waste my time. I know where success is. Hallelujah. You may build all the muscles in the world and die from cancer. Be a prophet you one bit. Go to the gym if you want to build all the gym. Gym. Hey, go to the gym I know, my friend. A long time letting go out of my life. Praise God. It's not in the gym, my friend. It's not in the muscle. Paul says it profit very little. Praise God. The more muscles you put on, the more fly you're going to have later. Think about it. You watch all those guys who quick on the gym. They're big and flabby, all this excess flesh. they cut it off. Praise God. Hell, But Joshua won't go there, church. And verse 5 to 8, God gave us a program that's guaranteed. And I'm teaching this wherever I go. While these young men mentioned it tonight in passing, I thought, God, I'm, I'm in your will. God said, you're going to have good Success. I mean the kind you can enjoy. <laughs> and good prosperity. Now God, what's the program? How much money do I need to have? How many cars do I need to own? How many airplanes do I have to ride on? None of those things. Pick up that book. Start meditating. Don't vegetate. Meditate. On the word of, on the word of God, try to see what happened. See the change in your life. He said, Joshua, no man can stand before you, and no man can overcome you simply because you have discovered the secret of success. Now I want to tell you, friend, go down by the bookstore on the airport in the states, and there are thousands of books on how to be successful. I'm going to tell you right now, if those guys knew it, they wouldn't write about it. In fact, if you, if you meet those guys, write about what they have not written about. Because what they know that pays, they won't share it with you. What they share with you to get your money. But God is saying, here, look. He said, no man can stand before thee. I will be with thee. I don't care who is for you, your mama, your sister, your husband, and your wife, or your cars, or your finance. If God is not with you, you are alone. And you are not going to succeed one bit. And Moses was smart. Tell God, I won't go anywhere where you won't go with me. God saying, Joshua, how to have future success. God saying, Joshua, you're just starting your ministry. You're just starting out. You haven't fought a battle yet on, in Jordan and those places. 
here's how you are going to do it. Church, go there and check for yourself. Let me tell you what it says, my friend. He's no ordinary captain. He's different from all the rest. And God said, you are going to get guaranteed. He said, I will not fail thee. Now, you know, 99% of Christians don't believe that God's with them and for them. They thought they blamed God for all their problems. They do. You'd be surprised how many times you 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 you, you sanction against God. Say, God, you, you you fail me, God. You are not with me. But you see, He says, meditate, and don't let this book leave your presence. Joseph says, stay in Goshen. Don't you ever get curious what's going on in Egypt? It is famine. It is pestilence. It is heartaches. You're in the same land, but not suffering the same fate. God has put a circle around you and said, your fear is not their fear. Praise God. And God told Joshua, none of these kings are big enough, strong enough to overcome you. I'm going to give you good prosperity and success. I'm going to tell you, my friend, stop buying books on telling you how to be successful and prosperous. Read it right here. I said, read it right here and watch it happen. Not only this life and the life to come. And then Psalms chapter 1. Brother Kenneth mentioned it one more time. He said, look, if you want to know how to get ahead with God, here is how you do it. Psalms chapter 1, verse 1 to 3. Blessed is the man. I don't care how many promotions you get on the job. If God don't give you peace of mind, you will never be happy. You will never be content. I don't care how many contracts you get. If God don't give you the jaw inside, you can't enjoy the cast. It feel like trash in your pocket. But oh, church, I'm trying to tell you, in Psalms chapter 1, God give you a guaranteed money, investment, and prosperity, and life in this world. And tell you how to survive in spite of the situation that surrounds you. Don't let their fear be our fear. I may be in the storm with you, but not suffer the same fate as you. Oh, come on, church. Hear me right now. You know why God gave me this? God said, no, Brother Neil, I did say perilous time would come. And perilous times are here. And rumors are here. And beginning of sorrow is everywhere. But you were not appointed for that. Hallelujah. I'm trying to tell the church, when Egypt had famine and distress and perplexities, Israel had success in the will of God. If there's any time a church needs to be in the will of God is now. Now is the time for all the churches to get in the will of God. Especially in times like these. The Bible says in the book of Chronicles, for a long season... Israel was without the true what? God. It does pays to have the true God. I showed you someone last night. I said, this guy don't know how we survive. Amen. Because we don't have the same gadgets they have. Or the same support they have. But underneath us is the everlasting arm. The invisible God. The invisible hand. That gives us guaranteed investment. 
Oh, hallelujah. I remember a guy one time, he wanted to go for his journeyman status and didn't know if he could pass it. And the first thing he told me about his own weaknesses and failures and mental problems, I said, shut right up. Here's what you do, my friend. I'm going to connect it to the Bible source of information. And if you follow the information, you'll go through graduation, aiming as if you were a man full of education. Because God is the one who can give you the elevation, my friend. I'm trying to tell somebody, there's a God that can loop over hoops uh, and get you into where you need to be without being any any knowledge of your own. It's not by your might nor your own intellect. It's because dialect that does it. Oh, I tell you, he passed with flying color. You know why he passed? Because God gave a batch of wisdom at that moment. Uh, the God who creates you can also educate you. The God who educates you and it can elevate you. And the God who educates you can dedicate you. I'm trying to tell somebody, you have a guaranteed investment program. You need to put your mind on Jesus. And let's have church. I know someone right now suffering from unemployment. I said, look, praise God. Well, I am praising God. Praise God. Very excited. Well, Psalms chapter 1 taught me some things. He says, God going to watch the way I stand, the way I sit, the way I walk, and that's going to determine if I'm going to prosper or not. You may work 25 hours to get a dollar. I'm going to work one minute and get $15. The Lord proved that in the Bible. One guy worked one hour and got paid for 12. Where can he get that in the earth? It just don't happen outside of Jesus Christ. I'm trying to tell somebody the best health care program in the world is Jesus. The best health care program in the world is my son, my daughter, I wish above all things that you prosper and be in good health. You stay in the truth and you have good health and you have good help and you have good able to hang on to because God will give you a guaranteed investment. Somebody need to know God can give you a house you couldn't afford because He can bring it down to your pocketbook size. God can give you leverage. Here were the heathen prophesying. And they have no idea they're prophesying to me. But David says, Whatsoever he does, it shall prosper. I believe when I was working on the plant, I worked in an area you couldn't have no hot work. You can't strike an ark. He'll blow the place up. I gotta shut the plant down to do stuff. And they can't shut it down because my boss will be on my back. And his boss will be on his back. And the vice president get involved in it. Because stock market said you can't shut down. And friend, it's my responsibility to fix things. Because that's my area of responsibility. And I go in the bathroom. And I'll bow my head in prayer. And I say, oh God, you know I've got church tonight. And I've got to be there, God. Mm. And God, you know I can't strike an ark here, God. I need an answer, God. I don't know if you got PhD or DDD or what degree you got, God. But I know one thing in the beginning. God created the heavens 
and the earth. I need your creative power. I want to guarantee something that you can stomp. Hallelujah. And say, so look what the Lord has done. I tell you, church, we solved the problem. The next day, the guy who didn't like me wrote a letter and says, Thanks to Mr. Neal for solving the problem and not bringing the plant down. It wasn't me. It was the God that said, I didn't appoint you to disappointment. I'm there just calling me when you need me. Calling me. I'm just an ear away. Just speak the word. It shall be done. And the word became flesh and brought among us. And we beheld his glory as of the only begotten the Father, full of grace and truth. It pays to be godly. It pays to have God on your side. It pays to serve God. It pays to worship God. It pays to live for God. You will not go down. I got the devil on the run. Satan, I don't want nothing you have. First of all, you don't own it. And it's not in your power to give it anyhow. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The heavens declare the glory of God. And the firmament shows hand of David says, the ungodly, it's not so. But it's like the chaff. I'm not a wind blown. This church will survive. Anything. Satan threw at it. This church will prevail because the builder is not me. The builder is Jesus Christ. The gates of hell shall not, will not, cannot prevail against it. I, I will let the brag tonight. I want to brag on you. I don't want to cause you depression. Amen. But I brag when I go somewhere foreign. I want to tell you, my friend, my God is real. I can feel him in my soul. My God is real. Better than it was ever told. I'm trying to tell my friend, don't sell out God. You sell out cheap. If you sell God out, this is the time to become godly. Don't withdraw. Don't feel sorry that you invest in God. The return on the investment will greatly multiply. God is not unrighteous to forget your labor of love and what you invested in Him. He will give you a return on your investment. I'm trying to tell somebody, don't you back up, but step forward and give it all to Jesus because it belongs to Him anyhow and He will give you a guaranteed investment. Shukamahiah. How do you survive, Brother Neil? Joshua 1. Five to eight. I don't care what I'm doing. If I'm sick, I appeal to that scripture. Social, I go to that scripture. Spiritual, I go to it. It's a turnkey operation. It works every time. Hallelujah. Instead of me worrying about the devil and the plans of the world, I go right to Jesus. Take it all to Jesus. And Psalms said the same thing. Whatsoever he doeth, it shall prosper. I want to tell you, Joseph, everything he touched... God made it prosper. I even realize this. Companies I work for get contract because I was there. They didn't know it, but when I left, they lost it. He said, Brother Nee, you're a bigot to believe that. Yes, you're right. I'm a bigot for Jesus. Who's bigot for you? Come on, somebody. 
your presence where you are make a difference. <laughs> In a city where the Lamb is the light, where they covet no night. Hallelujah. Oh, I want to tell you some stuff. I just don't want to tell you too much. I'll blow your socks off. I don't want to blow your brain out. My God. But I'm so tempted. But I'll do it elsewhere. Ooh, hallelujah. Psalm chapter 6 or 7. God is badgering my mind with the scripture. And so when God starts bothering you with scripture, go read it. Don't let the devil steal it from you. Because this book is full of nuggets, diamonds. Hallelujah. I say, Hallelujah. Glory to God. He called Somebody said, Many are the affliction of the righteous, but the Lord deliver them from them all. Hallelujah. I say, Hallelujah. He said, In this world you will have tribulation. But be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. Hallelujah. Somebody should hear me right now. Psalm 67. Let me redeem the time here. He said, Blessed is the man. Look at verse 1. Look at verse 2. Look at verse 3, 4, 5, 6, 7. Nobody here has more books than I've got. And I hardly ever read any of them. I found out they steal from the Bible. Why read the counterfeit when I can read the genuine? Hallelujah. I walk in some stores, all the, all the states. All my suits are costing me $600, which I refuse to pay. I'm going to love my flesh, but not that much. Not to put it on. I don't mind putting it in, but not put it on. Amen. I got more fun putting it in than putting it on. Amen. Hallelujah. But Lord, I went to a place. Ugh. And I thought, I need to tell Sister Cheryl this. Because she, she always goes with empty suitcase in the States. Lord have mercy. Mm. And I found me a place. I bought a pair of shoes for that. What's this deal? How many cents was it for? How many dollars was it for? One dollar. I'll wear it and Tuesday and show you my one dollar shoes. You see, you couldn't tell. I walked to the airport with all these noisy shoes. I tried every store in 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 in, in, in Murray here. I can't find one. Give me a shoe that can go through that thing. And I walk in that store and I saw it. One dollar. I went to another store. It says $89. Same shoes. All the suits, Brother Beaton, six, I don't know where to show you. I'll blow your mind. I get you all jealous. Ooh. In fact, I'm going to wear one on the church opening. I'm going to walk you like I own the place. Hallelujah. I, I even got one. The shirt came with it. And the tie came with it. And the belly band came with it. And I thought, oh my God. Only for 149 
$139. I started to scream. And my wife said, don't make her any wiser. Be quiet. Don't tell her what you found. She may jump the price up. Well, said, it's a long ways to Canada. Church, I couldn't believe my eyes. Now, the first time why I didn't buy it was because I listened to my wife. And that's always a mistake, listen to your wife. And I came home and I cried and I bawled and I said, why did I listen to my wife? I shouldn't have listened to my wife. And the next time I went back, now I landed off that plane and said, you take me to that place now where the Lord met me. <laughs> where the price is guaranteed I mean, top-of-the-line material. Now, I don't know what's wrong with that store, what's wrong with what they're doing. But I look what they're doing. God knows where to take you. God knows how to bless you. How to stretch your dollar. <laughs> Here's the answer. Psalms 6 to 7. It says, then shall the land bring her increase. I tried to get my wife on a first class free ticket back home, but she didn't have the faith I had. First of all, she thought she couldn't get it. You know, God is a one that goes with your prophetic utterance. And she didn't get it because she thought she couldn't get it. But when I was coming, I got it. Because I know how to ask. Hallelujah. Praise God. I just say, God, I want that seat. I'm tired. Those guys don't belong to you. Get me there. Church, God said, ask for a sign. He God said, well, I won't ask for one. God said, well, I'll give you one. A virgin will come past a man. He said, you won't ask, but I'll give you one. So if you think you can't ask God for a sign, you can't. He will. He will do it. Give me a sign, God. Because here it is. Let no one talk out of your sign. You know how many of those suits I bought? I always bought the whole store. Fit or no fit, I'm buying it. I don't want to waste God's bargain. He said, Then shall the earth bring her increase. Brother Matt, you have no idea. I'm telling you right now, you don't have no clue. Nor does this church have any clue what's happened to the face of this church. Oh God, I want to cry right now. You guys have no clue what's happening well this guy knows and he knows what he's doing and I'm God God 
This call for celebrate. I want to tell you, church. God said, I'm going to give you a guaranteed certificate. Hallelujah. I told my wife, listen, I'll tell you this. I hope it doesn't get too far. I said, when I go somewhere, if they don't treat me right, I said, oh, God, they don't treat me too right now. They should have. And, and I, I appreciate this place. And the guy says, you know what? I want to take it to a lobster fest because you know what? I don't want you to go, go home and say I didn't treat you right. <laughs> I thought, boy, if you know what you just said, <laughs> you just prophesied a while ago. God told me what I'm thinking. <laughs> Oh, come on, church. I said, God, in Psalms chapter 6 to 7, read for yourself. So I found that God said, you know why Israel have famine? Because they will not praise me. They will not worship me. The most blessed people in any one this Pentecostal church are the most emotional people I've ever met. They love to jump and dance and shout and let their hair down and just kick their shoes off. And they're always blessed. And the other, you know, the starchy, stitchy saints sit there going to fossil away. Just won't lift their hands. Just won't shout. And God said, you're going to praise me, I won't bless you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I was so glad when I came in church, I didn't meet some of you because I would have been paralyzed today. Praise God. But Psalm 6 to 7. Now, here's another example God said. Increase come not only because you praise me and worship me, but because you believe on me. Second Chronicles 20 and 20. Oh, my wife and I went to somebody in this city. And the first guy was off the devil, and the other guy was off the Lord. And at first I said, look, man, you're wrong. I said, we're in the wrong place. Let's go where the water came from in the first place. I went back to the water well, and church, it is well. It is well. I want to tell somebody, amen, don't give up on Goshen. There are miracles in there people envy this church I said and your your blessing haven't stopped here it follows you into another world the blessing is transferable to your kids hallelujah I said hallelujah hallelujah in the book of Second Chronicles 20, 20 go there please I have learned this in time of need. Amen. You'll never find a better financial consultant than Jesus Christ. Did you know God's financial plan is tithing offering? I watch those who rob God. I laugh at them while they do it. They got a flat tire, blown engine, blown marriages. Blown mind, huh? Ulcers, can't burp when they finish eat. It's not all the time. 
Hallelujah. And we that do the right thing, man, we're picking our teeth, picking our heel. We're oversized. We can't see the front of our shoes. I feel worried for saints who are too slim in the church. Because the fat is the Lord. And anybody in this church not fat, you know they don't belong to God. But the, the fat folks belong to God. Amen. God says, believe in the Lord. You're God. Who's God? One day Jacob had to stop saying, the God of my father. And said, the God of Jacob. Hallelujah. So shall he be established. An established church is one that's founded solid. I don't care if there's wind or rain or storm. Let me tell you before I close tonight. What defined the building and the story of the builders? It was not the engineer. Huh? It was the storm. Not in the foundation. It was the storm that defined the building. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. The storm came. The wind blows. It all comes against us. We're in it together, but they'll suffer the same way. Praise God. He said, you're going to be established because God said, I'm going to do it. Now, what's happening for you right now? When you obey that scripture, people who get blessed from the Lord are people who believe that scripture to the level of its saying. I am not going to waste... See, I got members of, of associate that I'm not going to follow them. Because they don't believe the scripture. I got guys who are trying to raise money for their churches. And they're bringing these, these, these smart cookies who are talking about to raise money. I believe those guys take money from them, not raise money for them. And they pass me over and get all these wise-hearted financiers, but I can tell them how to do it. Just go right to this. Because I'm never on trial for promoting what God says. I am never on trial promoting what God says in His Word. It's my job to tell you what God says. It's your job to receive it and believe it and profit from preaching. The word preached must profit us. Amen. Now, church, before I close, Joseph said, Go to Goshen and stay there. Why? Goshen is, you are placed there to profit. Number two, you are positioned there to prosper. You are, <laughs> like this, you are put there to be promoted to success. Could it be God brought you in this church to make you hear this? When I tell somebody, God has a million dollars for you, and you don't believe it, that's your problem. He may have to give it somebody else. 
But your name was on it. God brought you to Goshen to promote you to success. God brought you here to give you a satisfying portion of plenty. God brought you here, amen, to give you property blessing. God brought you here, amen, to give you privileged placing. And they said, well, I don't believe that prosperity message that Neil preached when I start preaching. But you're in trouble and I'm not. You cannot improve on the Bible. That's all stand. God said, The godly, I will give you fame in the midst of famine. I had a boss who despised me because of my faith and religion. And his boss, who tried to get him to fire me, and he couldn't fire me. You know, church? There's some fire water can't put out. Hello? God says, I put you here, and they can't take you out. Here. I give you guaranteed blessing. God brought you here to favor you. In the midst of the famine, I'm not worried about issues. I'm worried about issues. Jesus Christ. Hello? I'm not worried about Muslim. I'm worried about Jesus Christ. I'm not worried about Russia. I'm worried about Jerusalem. And the joy that's ours. Guaranteed investment. One time my wife, I was on two different flights. Friend, if you want communication by iPhone, don't, don't depend on my wife. The Lord will come and you're going to miss the rapture plus that. I promise you she will not get through. You will not get through. And you thank God she, she's not God. You're going to call all the time and put on hold. My wife believe on hold. Hold. So she was in we're supposed to go to North Carolina. For some reason, she came after me. I don't know why she did it, what happened. But it happened that way. I called. I called. I called. I called. It's now 12 o'clock. I called. 1 o'clock. I called. And I called. It's now 2 o'clock. Now I decided, Lord... Before we got married, you knew her. And where she's at, you take care of her. Because I can't get in touch with her. And this is hopeless. Trying to reach her. So I'm going to go to bed asleep. And I hope she'll survive it. When she finally called me, it was after two. Where are you? I'm trying to reach you. That's not how God is. When I said to his mom, Mom, if salvation was in your past, I couldn't find it. I can't find nothing in your purse. Someone's junk in there. Husbands, don't go in that wife first to find anything. You ain't going to find it. You need a special keyword to get in there. 
<laughs> but instead of famine, God gave them favor. Instead of failure, God gave them divine assurance. Not starvation. He gave fullness of bread, not kiss of teeth. Amen. Not drought, but fertility. God says, I am here to bless Israel. Come on, church. Guaranteed blessing. I want to tell you, church, I don't know how you do it. The only time I'm frustrated the most in this church, that's honest truth, I'm frustrated the most in this church on Tuesday night. I always walk into a cemetery. Lord, have I been so long with these people and they still don't know how to pray. Everyone think this is a you know, a seven star hotel to go to sleep. And they're all like this. I thought, oh God, they're drunk. These guys are drunk and asleep. I think my church will be the first of the rapture, the dead in Christ shall rise first. <laughs> they're gonna rise first of their dead in Christ. <laughs> I thought, oh my God. But church, what about worshiping God? What about worshiping God? Even right now, what about worshiping God right now? You know the most terrible thing to say it happened more time than ever in this city. Pastor, so and so said they're not renting now. So and so said they're not lending mortgages now. So and so said. After I preach, it's going to be. They're telling me what so and so just told them. Oh, it, they tell me that they're not employing anymore. How many been through that? You're not telling the truth. You know how many saints got disappointed? Because another voice speak to them? It's in the Word. God did not appoint you to failure. God did not appoint you to wrath or to famine. That's what I believe. That's what I believe. I told my family, one of these days God's going to do it. I don't know when. I don't give God a time frame. I just wait on the Lord. He shall give me the desire of my heart. I will not see famine. I will not see fear. I will see divine favor. If you ever quit your job with fear, you will suffer. If you're going to quit that job and do it, I know what you're talking about. Because the devil will test you. And if you go for that job, you better believe you can handle it. <laughs> Oh, hallelujah. There's something I'd love to tell you, but I don't want to mess up your mind. Somebody here right now need to step out and say, I got a promise. For the last five years, Brother Matthias, I've been thinking about my church front. Or longer. Longer. I said, Honey, I'm embarrassed. But I know Haggai chapter 1 and verse 8 just eats at me. Go there. Go to Haggai chapter 1 and verse 8. Brother Beaton, I'll never forget the day 
You gave an idea that I didn't thought about. In fact, we, we discussed it, but said it won't work. Me and the guy next door. I've had my, my, my their place there flooded. It flooded. It flooded. The pipe broke. The water just gushed while I'm at home. And I came and it flooded. And I thought, God, how do you fix this? And one day the answer came. Not the same day, but down the road. Hallelujah. Down the road, the answer came. Let's worship God. I feel the Holy Ghost here. Yes, He's coming soon. I must confess. I saw a property one time, and I know the, I know the ferociousness of the adversaries. I said to myself, "Now I was scared to say it. I really was. Lest God slap me in the face." In unbelief, I said, "God, it would take an act of God to do this." Now I shouldn't have said it when I said it. It would take an act of God. In church, he accommodate my stupidity. He's doing exactly like I want him to do. But faster than I thought. And he come with a scheme better than mine. Because of the Father good pleasure to give us what we want from him. When I crossed the road and never forget that. When I first came here, nowhere to live. We couldn't rent that place yesterday. Remember that? We couldn't rent it. So we had to give up the idea because there's zero vacancy. We finally got the place one day. Well, here's how we got it. You know, a little church building, clapboard building. A service just like this. We're preaching up a storm and start prophesying on Fort McMurray. We said that road's going to be paved. Remember that? And this is going to happen, da 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 da. And one of our saints said, No, he read it in the paper. That's what they said about me. I couldn't believe it. But they said that. I didn't read it in the paper. But I said, I'm going next door to talk to my neighbor. Hey, let me in, please. He said, What's wrong? What's up? I said, If you're ever going to sell this place, let me have the first crap before you go to the market. He said, tomorrow I'm going to put it on the market. So you're the first one. How can I not confess God? Then he went beyond that. Beyond that. Everyone want to build a church building. And, and the community said, no. This is Heritage Park. We went to City Hall. God fought for us. It happened. But you can't touch those trees. How are we going to be between those trees? We said, we will. So we did. We started digging the basement. And the guy said, cost so many thousand dollars. What he's done, he said, it's free. It's free. 
Hallelujah. We'll put a thing up. I said, I want a brick face. The guy said, need some of the thousands off for that? He said, fine. What he does, he said, it's free. I'm not lying. That's how I know. We're, we're, we're going to park now, God. We're going to park. Remember that? We're going to park. We've got the parking place. Asphalt. We can't pay for asphalt. And we got that free. Everything we wanted. The stuck of the guy gave us half price. The stamping of the drawing, the guy said, I gave it a very reduced price. I got my boss to type it for you. I know what I'm talking. <laughs> I know what I'm talking about. I'm not making this up. I'm telling you, God, see, if you're godly and you wait, please Him, He will make all this work. Somebody in this church needs to believe it. If you don't want that million dollars, don't take it. If you don't think God can do it, don't ask for it. If you don't want that job, don't receive it. But if you believe God and want to give it to you, take it. Because God said there's no sorrow added to it. When God gives, there's no sorrow to it. When God blesses, you got the energy and the health to receive it. I'm going to ask you tonight, where are you tonight? Oh, he's coming.